Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. This is Collateral Gaming. Happy holidays and welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Smoking noise. (laughs) We're a little bit late on this. I know it's like not actually holidays anymore, but you know, it, that's just life for you. But this is our holiday special. Um, good thing is that it's not really necessarily holiday themed per se, so it still works. We picked a game that we felt was a well, we, we, we picked a holiday release. That's about as close as I thought I could get to that, you know? Yes, sir. And honestly, I wasn't really too hype about getting back into the Assassin's Creed series, but. This game is really, really good. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And so well we've we've got a good bit to talk about and we'll dive right into it. But Yeah. Well, but I guess before we dive right into it, before we before we take a leap of faith, how was your holidays, man? It was pretty good. Uh spent a lot of time with family, had a cousin come up from Orlando, but all in all, a lot of relaxation time. Got a good bit of work in too, because my job doesn't really let up because of holidays or anything like that. So got plenty of hours in that's exciting because that's a paycheck woot woot and you know holidays are always a fun time to spend with family it was kind of laid back this year when normally it's pretty hectic so really can't ask for much better than that and you know just excited to grind out the new year 2020 was awful and (laughs) so far 2021's not off to a great start you know with the siege of the (laughs) capital and whatnot but you know that's that's all water these under the bridge at this point maga idiots thought they were assassins climbing the walls yeah that (laughs) did you oh my god you need to check out what i posted on facebook that breath of the wild meme of that dude climbing the wall and he runs out of stamina and he runs out of stamina i I showed that one to you (laughs) oh you did yeah my bad Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I shared it. And that's awesome. It makes me laugh every single time I see it, man. It is. That is one of the best (laughs) memes I've ever laid eyes on. I can't even. I saw a Mario one that goes, you know, and then whenever he, 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 you know, falls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, that's. We're not going to get too much into that, but man, that is what a crazy start. Um, we we had a COVID Christmas, so to speak. Um, just, you know, a few of us, me and my wife and our daughter and my parents. 
and my brother and my sister came over from Wisconsin with with her boyfriend as well, and and that was nice. We we actually got together, um, and uh, just kind of had our own. Everyone's been quarantining. Everyone who was involved, so you know, we, there was no danger among ourselves, but we just kept it small, and uh, yeah. it was good. It's a way to do it sometimes. Played some played played a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I had the whole week off from work, so that's what I've been doing is playing a lot of this game. And we, you and I, we've talked about Assassin's Creed before. Um, last season, our season finale was me and Dakota. We did Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, and then you and I, we did kind of an Assassin's Creed themed bonus round episode. So, I mean, yes, I, we I, did. I guess we've talked about the series before. I know this is a series that I was uh, glad to find out was involved in your childhood as much as mine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And honestly, with Valhalla, it's kind of speaking to me a lot like Assassin's Creed Two did. Like, I love this game. It's really fun, and the combat well we'll get into it but just the characterization of the like the story just the game flow the overall world map is just gorgeous you know and i love greek mythology so and vikings and just oh my god it's really cool that they kind of brought greek it to mythology? Li- north, north norse mythology stop uh, north mythology so, <laughs> north north south east and west mythology <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology, and of course, anyone that has gotten into, you know, like the MCU and has, has gotten into Thor, and and or, or just Thor and Marvel comics as well, will have a little bit of this background. Although they make some liberties as to the way that uh, the Asgardians are portrayed in in the Marvel universe, but um, you'll at least be familiar with some of the names and 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 some of the concepts. Uh, anybody that had a chance to play God of War. Uh, the, the, the most recent one, the 2018 one, of course, also got kind of a crash course in a lot of Norse mythology. And a lot of that was actually a lot more accurate than uh, than the Marvel version. Yes, sir. And we, dude, God of War is spectacular. Uh, yeah, Nate, Nate's popping in the room behind me. Yeah, he's he just got cleaned up. So we're just kind of hanging out here today at the house. It's been a lit weekend. So we played a ton of Overwatch. It's oh, be- hell yeah. Some beautiful stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is also uh, just a great uh, area of time. I mean, I was kind of wondering where Assassin's Creed would go next. Feels like we've covered almost everything, and then boom, they hit us with Vikings. Yep. Still waiting on that feudal Japan one, but I mean, we've got Ghost of Tsushima, which is basically the feudal Japan Assassin's Creed game we always wanted. So, but I'm actually really happy with the direction they went in this game. Of course, Valhalla follows suit with the action RPG type of gameplay that was introduced in Origins and followed in Odyssey. Yeah. But it does kind of bring back a little bit of what makes Assassin's Creed, um, in particular the social stealth and also the database. Two things that I felt like were, were just completely missing from the series. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And honestly, it's it's kind of like what they did, referencing back to Breath of the Wild, it's kind of like what they did with Breath of the Wild. You know, they took a completely different approach to the series, and it works. You know, it's something that where they can kind of give us a refresher and make it kind of like the same game, but not. You know, it kind of gives us a new perspective on how these games can be played, and it's really fun. Um, Valhalla is a lot more open, in my opinion, and I love the traversal. I absolutely love it. From the very beginning of the game, when you when you are getting taken into captivity, into slaves, and you just dominate all of those guys, and it's just it's fantastic, it's spectacular. Yeah, Origins kind of basically started that that uh, transition, and that happened right around the time Breath of the Wild came out. 
So it was actually perfect. A lot of game series at the same time were basically jumping into making the, their games more open world, uh, Zelda, Mario included. So Origins was a breath of fresh air because a lot of people had felt that the Assassin's Creed series was starting to get stale. Of course, some of the diehard fans are not as happy with the direction that the series has been going. Like I said, it is very action RPG-esque, but yep. I enjoyed it, and I'm just kind of glad to see, again, at least Ubisoft is trying to please, I think, both sides of the aisle. You know, kicking off the capitalizing on the success of the, the the direction that the franchise is going, but also trying to appease some of the older fans. And so, if even if you're jumping in from like Assassin's Creed Two, if that's the last you know Assassin's Creed game you played, or Brotherhood, or Revelations, I think that you'll still enjoy Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it has a lot of that um, feeling for you. I mean, like like yourself, Zach, you haven't played the last few games since what since three. Well, um, I played a little bit of Origins. Um, I tried Unity. I hated it. I tried, um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried Syndicate. I couldn't get into it. And you know, it's just it, at that point for me, it was really stale. But with this game, you're it's a breath of fresh air. It's something different. And honestly, if you're jumping from Assassin's Creed Two to this game, you're going to be very confused because they are very different feeling games. And of course, if you play Assassin's Creed Two, you're in love with Ezio. That's like one of the coolest characters in video game history, and so it's definitely a shift, and it's going to be something that you get used to. But if somebody has gone from year to year, I, I think it's a yearly thing. Is it every year that they drop? Almost. It's it's gener- It's either uh, one year or two years between release. Okay, so that's still not a very long amount of time with sequels. You know, like right. with the Battlefield series, it's like every four or five years. Uh, Halo comes out like. <laughs> every 50 years and <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's for games that come out relatively frequently like call of duty you know that kind of stuff if you don't play every single one every year you're not gonna be you're gonna be sometimes pleasantly surprised sometimes unpleasantly surprised it's gonna yeah. either hit you in the face into left field or like hey just roll with it you know I feel that. This game was actually a two-year gap. Uh, Origins, they had taken a, a two-year gap since Syndicate, which was well-needed. Um, and that's where yep. they really transitioned and, and introduced a lot of improvements. Odyssey came out just a year after Origins. It's very much like Origins. Um, Valhalla, with that additional year of release, you can actually see some differences. Although it's the same style of gameplay as Origins and Odyssey, and there's a lot of, of comparisons that are going to be drawn there, it's different enough in some of the uh, gameplay aspects that are introduced here. Mm-hmm. And and it feels a lot sorry oh, go ahead. <laughs> it feels it feels a lot bigger too and of course this game comes out with the release of the playstation 5 you know it's it's uh, one of those it's one of those first big yeah ash and are still trying to get her hands on it god i hope so this game plays terrible on the ps4 it's a great game don't get me wrong but god damn the load times are so bad and the game crashes it's it's all it's honestly has actually crashed on me a couple times and some of the glitches are honestly really annoying. I had this glitch which kept happening where every time I reloaded the game, Avord loaded in drunk. You know how frustrating <laughs> that is when you're in the middle of a mission and you're drunk, so you can't target enemies, you can't aim your bow right, everything's wazzy and wobbly. It was so frustrating. Um, there's been. There, there's been a couple glitches where I had to reload the game. Um, there's been a couple glitches where I had to quit and get back on. I'm kind of like, really? And, and then that's kind of where I believe that Ubisoft would really benefit from spacing out Assassin's Creed more. Because even with the two years, I mean, this is going to be the same. Unfortunately, it's something that's known of the series. It's a great series, but it's it's always been prone to bugs and glitches. <laughs> yeah, well, 
curious. Are you playing this on the four or the four pro? PS4. Okay, so yeah, I haven't dealt with that nearly as much because I'm playing it on the pro, but um, you can still see a lot of issues on the PlayStation 4. Like, there's a lot of buggy spots. The frame, or not the frames. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of frame rate drop a good bit throughout yeah it's very very difficult for the textures to load in quickly i haven't dealt with super long load times but there was once where um i had to wait for like probably two minutes just because of how slow it was going and i did not enjoy that at all i literally got up and went to the bathroom and came back and it was still loading in i was like oh great this is this is nice Two minute load times are a regular for me on my PS4, and it, it kind of it kind of sucks, but you get through it. I mean, the game is good enough that it it's still great. I had a great experience playing. Mm-hmm. I just I hoping I mean this is kind of a game I might recommend someone wait a couple of months before you buy, maybe, so that they kind of patch some of this through. But um, at the same time, I mean it's fantastic. I've I've been enjoying it. I couldn't wait that long because I love Assassin's Creed, and I was eagerly anticipating this game and. And for what it's worth, I think it's worth it. I think the good does outweigh the bad. But it's worth putting out there that if you're playing this on a last a previous gen console, you might consider um, waiting. You might consider waiting to purchase this, and and once you get like a cur- a more current gen console, um, unless yeah. you have a PS4 Pro, uh, I guess obviously that's going to perform better if you're on PC. I'm sure it runs great on PC. Um, I just kind of feel like this game was probably meant for next gen consoles, honestly. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean most definitely. Like it's like with Cyberpunk, you know, they released it for the like previous gen. But you know that it's going to run smoother and have less issues on the next gen console, but we're not going to talk about Cyberpunk because <laughs> that game is is a joke. It, it is it's <laughs> got more it's got so many bugs in it. I was going to make a pun, but I'm just And they spent 7 years, 7 years on that. Yep. And I mean it looks great, and if it played great, then it would be an amazing game, but it's just got too many bugs in it. You literally cannot progress sometimes because of the bugs. But anyways, back to Valhalla. <laughs> Since I'm going to go on a tangent. Valhalla. Yeah. But no, this game, it, you're right. The good out does outweigh the bad. And with some of the flow of the story missions and how you can control Eivor, it's just... It's worth it, you know? If you if you love Assassin's Creed, dive into it. If you really want to wait to have like the best experience possible, then jump in and get a... Go try to cop a next-gen console, even though it's really hard to do right now. And if you can, you're probably going to drop 1200 bucks on it because scalpers are a thing. Yeah, if there's mm. one thing Assassin's Creed could uh, benefit from, it would be longer development times, honestly, because the ideals are there. You know what I mean? But it's because they insist on releasing a game every one or two years that a lot of these games have been glitch fests or um, just not properly developed. Not everything that could have been implemented was implemented. And it's a series that got stale quickly, and it feels like they've ran through almost all of the possible settings that they could go through pretty quickly. So it's a series that I I definitely think if they spent as long developing as, say, Rockstar or Bethesda or Nintendo does, you know what I mean, between games, Mm -hmm. they might actually have a series that uh, emphasize quality over quantity, but I'm still happy with what we have. I just I feel like this game could be better if it was developed longer. Yeah. But all things considered, it is a great game. In fact, and, and, and well, I guess we'll move on to to, to what's good here because there's a lot of it that's good here. First of all, Vikings, fucking awesome. When who has never wanted to be a Viking? This is cool, and it, it it's kind of like Black Flag in the aspect that it's it's more of a it, it's a 
it's a better Viking game than it is than an Assassin game at this point, and that's okay because what we've learned is um, Black Flag was extremely successful because it was a better pirate game, and that's okay. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, seems to almost be moving away from the idea of Assassins, and I'm kind of okay with that if we're still getting good games. Yeah, of course, and I mean, come on, pillaging is the best. Come on, raiding, raiding as a Viking, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, come on. Who if you have an opportunity, if you have an opportunity to fuck some shit up, why wouldn't you do that? Like, come on. <laughs> and as per usual, it's historically accurate. Um, there's the database is back, like I said, so you can actually get context on some things. Perfect. So that's awesome, and I and I've always loved that about Assassin's Creed since the very first Assassin's Creed. You know, like every single major target in the game was a real person who died on that date. Yeah, can we talk for a second about the very beginning of the game when young Eivor is like running across the ice and the wolf bites him and then it, the world starts like glitching out and they, <laughs> dude, it's so cool. That, the intro to this game is one of the best intros in the entire series. I will yeah. say that. It is spectacular. You walk in and your dad hands you a ring to gift to the king so you can unite your clans and it just goes to hell so fast. Like it, yeah. It transitions so quickly, and you're like, what is happening? And it's really sad. Are we doing spoilers on this, by the way? Because Go I, for it. Uh, well, I don't have too much to spoil. That's what I'm talking about. And that, and there are a bunch of listeners that might really want to play this. But the intro is something that takes like 15 minutes, and it sets up the entirety of the game. So, I mean, your dad gives up his... What's his name? I've already forgotten his name. Ivor's father. Uh, Varen. Varen. There you go. He... He makes a deal to give his life to save his clan. And then the bad guy's like, fuck you. Nah, I'm going to kill them anyway. <laughs> kill them all. Dude, I got so angry, dude. I got so angry. And your brother picks you up on horseback and you guys get away. But Adoptive brother. At the end, which, who, who, it wasn't your brother Adoptive at that point. Brother. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sigurd. 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 Um, another character relationship in the game. Uh, that, that takes place over the course, and there are moments where you will love or you will hate Sigurd. And he is actually the point by which Eivor interacts with the Hidden Ones, who are the precursors to the Assassin Order, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Bayek formed the Hidden Ones, and Bayek and Aya formed the Hidden Ones in Assassin's Creed Origins. This game takes place between Origins and the original Assassin's Creed. So that's the timeline we're in. Um, there's no, They're not the Assassins or the Templars yet. They're the Hidden Ones and the Order of the Ancients. And interestingly enough, uh, Eivor is not a Hidden One. Eivor is associated with them. Eivor works, Eivor works with them through the game. And, and I'm thinking... I'm not even finished with the game yet. I'm thinking that they're going to have more of an impact somewhere later. But I'm surprised by how little the assassin order or you know what what becomes the assassin order is involved in this game exactly and you know i'm really excited to see how they show like the beginning of the templars because i'm nowhere near as far as you are in the game because i've only been playing for about six or seven hours or so but dude is that that is one thing you know we talk about some of the bad stuff that happens in this games but the story developments in these newer games is incredible like yeah the further along we get in technological history the better that they do with story making and story building. Now, I'm not going to talk about some of the bigger games like that lack story, like Breath of the Wild. We're not going to talk about that because I don't know. My mind just keeps going back to Breath of the Wild because <laughs> I've probably put like 150 hours into it in the past couple weeks. But no, the story is impeccable. And if if they're talking, if they're going to give us so much detail on the hidden ones. I want to know exactly where the Templars come from. I want to know how it all starts and how it expands, you know? 
I want every single detail. Well, Assassin's Creed Origins was essentially the beginning of both. You know, the Order of the Ancients uh, and the Hidden Ones. And later on, they they use the names Assassin Order and uh, Templar Order. But they're it's the same. They're the same guys. Just like in yeah. the present, the Templars are the are Abstergo. And and speaking of which, there is of course the modern day storyline, and thankfully you can actually exit the Animus whenever you want, and you can play as Layla. I don't think there's a lot to do. I only, actually, I only went out of the Animus the one time that I've had to in the game. I haven't come out yet. <laughs> but Layla Hassan continues her storyline. Um, she's kind of the Desmond of the series now. For a few games, we didn't really have a modern day protagonist. Like you were the modern day protagonist, which was kind of weird. Um, starting with Origins, we have a new character arc featuring Layla Hassan. Um, she's basically the new Desmond, and this is her third game and her so far trilogy. We'll see what happens in the future. But really, this game, it, it almost felt like the series is kind of moving away from having too big of a modern-day storyline, which, I mean, I kind of always liked the modern-day storyline, but a lot of Assassin's Creed fans don't. But really, the huge focus here is actually what's going on in the Animus. I don't really mind it too much. And honestly, I would go so far as to say that I think it would be cool if they had... Because, you know, we, we I was just talking about how big games are getting, you know? And that's a lot of the reason why some of these games have so many bugs and stuff. But what if they had a modern-day storyline that was just as big as the main game? Well, the biggest thing that people say what they hate about the modern-day storyline is that it takes you out of the story. And it forces you, and it's jarring to just go. So I think one way Ubisoft could address that was make a modern-day storyline that could you could do at any time. Basically, the game would never force you out of the Animus, but you had a, a checklist of things to do in the modern day before the game ends. So at your, you know, uh, convenience, at, at your leisure, you can cop out of the Animus and do some of the modern-day stuff. Assassin's Creed Three kind of had that. There were things you had to do outside of the Animus as Desmond, which you could do at any time. But it also took you out at certain points in the game. Um, I believe yep. there are parts of this game where Layla actually enters the world of the Animus. And, and it's Layla. You're, but I haven't actually come across one of those moments in the game. And I put a lot of time into this game. <laughs> well, now you've got me looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like with Red Dead 2. is another game that we um, reviewed. And I maybe got halfway through the game. Maybe. I'm not even sure. And I put like hours into it. I mean, I had plenty to talk about. I just hadn't completed the story yet. And and I'm happy to say that Valhalla is the same way. It is a huge game and there is a lot to do. Game, games are becoming more and more actually worth $60 with the amount of content that you do. There are some games where I'm like, okay, this needs to end. But, you know, I'm okay with it. You know, and honestly, I bought my own copy. But for some reason, Sony decided to say no. So I'm going to have to figure out that. So, Ash, thank you for letting me uh, <laughs> download and play a little bit more of this game. But it, it's becoming more and more worth the time and the effort. You know, I don't have too terribly much to talk about. So that's why you guys hear me like dodging and weaving. But because um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be inactive here, but I really don't have an honest opinion yet because I haven't experienced a lot of the game. But it's beautiful, and it's a return to the series for me. And I'm very excited about that because I haven't played since... I haven't played this game religiously since Brotherhood. Yeah. I have been in and out of the series. Um, there's not a lot of the games that I've actually beat all the way through since... I think the last game, uh, release order-wise, that I actually finished was Black Flag. Because I haven't finished Rogue. I haven't finished Unity or Syndicate. 
Um, I got pretty damn far in Origins, um, and I've only barely started Odyssey. But, um, but yeah, no, there hasn't been a game uh, in the Assassin's Creed series that I've really. Um, I mean, I'll say the same thing. I I, I haven't played religiously since um, the like, yeah, since Black Flag. Yeah, and shame on me for not actually playing Black Flag because I was. To me, that was the black sheep that I didn't want to mess with just because I didn't like them straying away. And look at me eating my own words <laughs> because we're Vikings now. Vikings. And, I, and I dig it. I dig it hard. <laughs> I, I, I've kept up with the series, so to speak, and, and, and as far as like I've gotten every game, uh, most of the games I've gotten when they came out, uh, I went ahead and got like on release. Uh, day I just I'll, I'll usually play a little bit into it and then I'll kind of get interested in something else but uh, Valhalla is something I can see myself definitely continuing to play a lot of I was excited to play it uh, more so than I felt about an Assassin's Creed game in a while so I, I do think that they did an awesome job uh, I, I think that there's a little bit that they can patch through and I hope that it, Ubisoft addresses some of those glitches and or bugs but um, overall I, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what Valhalla has to offer and I've put a good amount of time into the game <laughs> yeah and honestly like a lot of people are probably were probably skeptical about its release i know i was because you know next gen consoles really kind of they push the limits of what gaming is capable of and there's expected to be a bunch of issues but the playstation 5 has had a beautiful launch like yeah. i haven't heard of too many terrible things happening and i've heard that this game runs absolutely beautifully on PlayStation 5 and I need it. I need it. I absolutely I absolutely need it. And you can upgrade. Once I think it's it I think this game was actually free, a free upgrade for PS5 if I'm not mistaken. Um this is one of the ones that there's no difference. So, as soon as I get a PS5, I'll be happy to, you know, jump in in my log boat and that's something that I enjoy in this game. The longboat isn't there's not as there's no naval combat in this game. The longboat is just for exploration, but it's a nice little break in that you can kind of um, get to from one point to another fairly quickly and you get to chill out for a second, listen to some songs or some stories and you can kind of relax. You can even throw it into cinematic mode like Red Dead. Yep. And just kind of enjoy the scenery for a moment. Uh, stop whenever you've got something to raid or whenever you get to where you're going. Uh, fast the, travel. The long. <laughs> the what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the fast travel <laughs> system is good. I, I feel like there's a good there's a good amount of both manual exploration and fast traveling. So once you get to somewhere, uh, just like with Origins and Odyssey, you can uh, fast travel to any sync point that you've made. You can also fast travel to ports. Uh, I, I do feel like there's a little bit less that you could fast travel to than before, and that's a good thing. It actually that's a very good thing. encourages you to you know walk around on foot a little bit and explore. And there's even there's actually several areas in the game to go to. The game starts out in Norway, which is more of a prologue slash tutorial segment. The game really doesn't start until you get to England, which is its main map. Uh, and then, of course, there is also Asgard and Jotunheim, which have their own quest. Uh, quest lines and uh basically avor goes there by taking a potion and having a vision and if you're playing the let the animus decide because you can choose to be male avor female avor or let the animus decide it's female avor for most of the game except when you go to uh asgard and Jotunheim. then it's male avor really yep and there's a good reason for that and i don't want to spoil it for you <laughs> good thank you but 
Uh, yeah, I'll get to that at some point, probably tonight, hopefully, if I can grind it out enough. But, um, no, the reason I was laughing earlier is because you started talking about the longboat, and I hadn't really thought about that, but it kind of gives me an adult Wind Waker vibe with the amount of exploration that you can... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely very Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a lot more open world, and there's so much more to do, but it's kind of it's it's kind of like how these newer games kind of pay homage to the legends of their day you know the legends I, I, the legends of zelda <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know we're we're coming up on about you know 32 minutes uh so why don't you say we wrap this puppy up ash yeah if you enjoyed this episode please uh give us a listen on uh wherever you get your podcast i totally fucked that up but uh give us a five-star rating <laughs> That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Zachary Gio. We are Collateral Gaming. We are out. too much more to talk about um but yeah no we're only halfway <laughs> through bitches i'll say i'm already halfway there <laughs> whoa living yeah, on a prayer you know if what if prayers were actually tangible things and you could live in one and it was like actual real estate except those were actually answered so whenever people were like thoughts and prayers that actually would mean something Yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Where's where's okay, you're gonna have to edit in like that little buzzer. Do 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 That's terrible. Oh my god. Alright, so Ugh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um <laughs> We threw ourselves off here. Yep. <laughs> oh perfect. You intrigue me, Wolfkist. Orphan and sibling. Warrior and poet. You are many in one, it seems. Avon! Sigurd! <laughs> I missed you, brother. Ramvi, your husband returns, bringing gifts and riches to share. And new friends, I see. We cannot stay in Norway, not without fueling more war. So we push forward. A new kingdom awaits. From here to Valhalla, I will always be on your side, Sigurd. Always. Eivor, Sigurd, I give you England. This land already has many rulers. From the cunning King Alfred of Wessex, to the warmongering sons of Ragnar Lothbrok. They have no wish to share the kingdoms they have made their own. I do not fear these men. Nor any others who would harm us. These lands bring our people hope. I will do whatever it takes to make England our home.
the Saxons hunger for Norse blood. Let's give them a taste, brothers. These conquests have given you a home, but there is more to this land, Eivor. A darkness unseen, an unknowable threat. One bound to England's destiny, and to yours. Okay, so I guess I, we'll, we'll talk, kind of talk about our experiences here because for me, uh, I kind of like to stick to formula. I tried playing mostly stealthily because I feel like that's what the series is supposed to be. But the game gives you the freedom, and ever since Origins it has, given you the freedom to pursue either one. You don't have to stick to the shadows. And in fact, this game is made better by certain segments that it, you know, you do hop out and be a Viking for a while. It's fun to go on raids and, you know, destroy everything. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And I mean, the destructive nature of it is absolutely perfect. But I love Eivor's, like, weapons. I love the weapon systems in this game. It is spectacular. They added, did you notice that they added, like, a massive aim assist to like when you're firing a bow so yeah like, using a bow and arrow is a lot more cinematic and because there is a lot of times where i mean of course if you're playing on a much harder difficulty then it's probably a lot less but it's cool to make the main character seem a lot more badass because there are potatoes that play this game no offense to anybody out there that uh oh. is not exactly no offense to potatoes the out there no offense to the Idaho natives. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I think that that's really cool. It adds a very cinematic feel to wielding a bow and arrow. And honestly, that that little intro segment kind of shows you specifically how to do that because there's one little camp area where there's two guards sitting there and you're just, this is when you've just escaped those guys on the dock mm -hmm. and you're running and that's also, I forget the name of the bird, but Sin you Sunin. also, Sunin, yeah, you also get the chance to use him a little bit. And you could fly forever, but you still have to run there. So it's really cool because when you use him, he has an overview of everything and it's really cool. And I will say that the um, the viewpoints are a lot more natural in this game and I love it. Yeah. The, the, the way climbing feels and getting up to those viewpoints is so much more better i will say i don't like the lack of realism with the very first viewpoint that you find because you're in freezing temperatures and you immediately dive into the water and you get out and keep going like nothing happened <laughs> well if you stay in the freezing water for too long avor will start taking damage so that's realistic yeah. and I, I enjoy the viewpoints as well ever since origins they've taken the idea of eagle vision literally you actually have an eagle and you and you and you view from its point of view perspective from its perspective and so but in Assassin's Creed Valhalla instead of an eagle like in Origins and Odyssey it's a raven which fits with yep. uh Viking uh mythology raven. Norse mythology <laughs> nevermore <laughs> uh, nevermore <laughs> you're nevermore! your raven being Sunin and also you have the Odin sight, which is actually more like the traditional eagle's vision. So using both uh, to your advantage, you can find enemies and various other objects of interest. There's a lot more freeform yeah. stuff in this game, and it's really cool. It just adds to the variety that this game brings, and it's really nice. 
It's I love I love the fact that that it's called Odin's Sight. That is so badass. Yeah. And it's got like a and you know how Eagle Vision kind of had like a red and blue tint, and of course, when you see people and certain objectives, they would f- like be highlighted in gold. Yeah, this ge- this game kind of utilizes that blue and gold feel, and it is gorgeous. And it's got like that flash of white when you release it, and it's so cool. And it's it's, it's honestly a much bigger span. Oh it, yeah, you have it's the range is a lot bigger. And while some people might hate that, I actually really appreciate it. So. The uh and and a lot of the skills will help you. I mean, you were bringing up the bow combat earlier, and there are skills that pertain to that. Can we talk about the leveling system? Because I think the skill tree of this game is perfect. I I honestly think they did a really really good job with the skill tree. The primary feature being that you can reset skills and reattribute them however much you want. If you want to just focus on stealth and assassination for one mission, you can you know you can select those those perks. Yep. And then you can reset them and you can go all full melee. It's up to you. And even if you want to just um, view a, 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 a branch and kind of see what's to come and then reset it, you can even reset all of your skills right at once and power them up. So, and, and leveling up actually occurs fairly frequently. Like every quest you complete, boom, you know, two new skill points. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really cool, and that's definitely something new that they've added because I've never played a game where you could reset your skills and do it all over again because what if one day you're looking at this one skill and you're like, oh, that would be cool, but you pick something else because you think it would more be more convenient, but you run into a situation where that other skill would have worked. Now you have the chance to find that out, yeah. and that's really awesome because it gives players different ways to play the game every single time. Now, granted, you can do that with other skill trees, but it adds that... People people are so meticulous when it comes to like being able to play a game a specific way. And again, I'm referencing Breath of the Wild because you can literally do that game a million and one different ways. <laughs> being able to reset and reconfigure your skill tree is a brilliant, brilliant addition. Yeah. You can literally do different missions in hundreds of different ways and it feels like a different experience you can do it from a different vantage point you can take enemies out in a different way you can go full balls to the wall unless you're playing as female evor and <laughs> yeah oh and and the combat in this game is so interesting they've really managed to make it robust as it's soon as you start fluid. picking up abilities combat is fun and it's brutal like like viking combat ship you straight up decapitate some people it's awesome <laughs> yeah no they that's one thing assassin's creed has always been rated infirmage well has it always been rated yeah, yeah it always has been okay see that's the thing they should have never have held back it should have always been like just slicing and dicing bro if it's rated infirmature Kids should not be playing it. I hate running into squeakers on Call of Duty. My <laughs> friend sitting right next to me will tell you the same thing. Squeakers are terrible, and little kids should not be playing games like Dakota this would agree with you right now. <laughs> dude, I'm squeakers. telling you. It's, it's, dude, squ- dude, it's like you're running into a bunch of field mice. It's annoying. I but fucked your mom. Oh, my God. Stop. You're going to give me PTSD. But, <laughs> no, the thing is, a lot of people know or a lot of game designers, I feel like they know that the parents are going to buy this for their kids, even though the kids are too young to play it. And so they hold back a little bit. 
They didn't with Valhalla. Didn't. It, it is just not. as brutal and, and, and graphic as a Viking game should be, and it is fucking awesome. And you yes. can play it however you want. And if you want to focus on stealth and do assassinations, which I do, like the first skills I unlocked were the advanced assassination and chain assassination, uh, then That's what you, you can. Do. Yes, chain assassination. Yes, thank you. It's the best thing to do. Go from one to the next. It's it's so satisfying. And, and advanced assassination makes it to where, because starting with Origins, they have this implemented a system where you can't assassinate all enemies. You can only, like certain enemies, if they're too far, if their uh, power level is too high, you'll only be able to perform a stealth attack. And Which was cool. It added some variety, but adding the ability to unlock that, and so with a timing-based attack, you can actually completely nullify that, and you can actually kill any enemy in the game, except for zealots. You can't assassinate zealots for some reason. They might be too strong. You don't even have the option to assess to do a stealth attack. Like it just doesn't give you the option. So, but every other enemy game, virtually any other enemy. Also, another skill that was fucking awesome that I didn't actually start using until recently when I was fighting against the zealot was missile reversal. If you press L one, <laughs> you can send virtually any projectile flying back at your opponent. Spear. Arrow, no problem. This zealot was throwing freaking bombs at me, and Eivor just grabs it like a fucking Chad and chucks it right back at him. <laughs> Not a Chad. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, deflecting is fantastic. Any type of deflection tactic, it, it makes it a little easier, but it's so satisfying. And so, <laughs> it's like me and Nate have been playing Overwatch. There's a character called Genji. You can do an automatic parry that reflects anything for like five seconds. It's pretty stellar. Reflection makes for a much more fun gaming experience. Because you can literally take an attack and fling it right back. Especially sometimes if you don't know how to take out an enemy in the best way, you can just wait for that opportunity. Yeah. And it opens up the chance to continue and make progress. And it's really cool. Yeah, and you can add some other things like uh, make uh, slow time after dodge or a skill where you can flip over enemies' backs whenever they perform a, a rune attack and then slice them in the back. And if you've got the skill that improves backstab damage, then you know, you've know you really got a, a way to kill most enemies. And so one thing that had... I think the biggest thing that had gotten stale about Assassin's Creed was the combat um, until Origins, of course, really um, freshen things up. And Valhalla improves on that even more. I mean, we've got just awesome finishers in this game, and you can really find a style that works for you. Uh, I recommend at first mode you play with the shield because uh, a lot of those attacks, if you don't get the timing quite right on parries, you're going to miss. Whereas if you have a shield, you can continue holding up. But once you've mastered that, you can... Um, you can Start using, you know, like spears or other heavy weapons or dual, double double axes, you know, whatever the fuck you want to do. And as long as you get that parrying down, I mean, enemy, all enemies are just are just fodder to your arsenal. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that uh, parrying, parrying is always a valuable skill to have. It's really hard to master. Um, what, what difficulty are you playing this game on? just the normal difficulty i always start a game my first game uh playthrough in any game is always like medium or normal yeah you know i shouldn't have asked that i should have known that going into that question but i always choose one above the normal difficulty and parrying is hard props to you <laughs> for that it's very it's very difficult i want to enjoy a game the first time i played and not like get frustrated at it my second playthrough i'll play it's hard and subsequent playthroughs i may continue to play on hard but God of War she on said. the hardest difficulty. What was it? Uh, like, uh, give me God. Give of me War. God of War. God, 
huh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I got through it, um, and I actually managed to beat all the Valkyries. the f- The fight with the Queen. Yeah, but were, were you on were you on New Game Plus? No, you were not on New Game Plus, and you did give me God of War. Holy yes. shit, dude! The it's hard. Um, it's very hard. I didn't hundred percent it. It was really hard to do that. Um, but the Queen of the Valkyries, that fight takes like thirty minutes on Give Me God of War. It's tough. I never beat it on the regular difficulty. <laughs> I, th- that's just about the only thing that I haven't done in God of War, as I think, is, is beat uh, the Queen Valkyrie. Uh, I did almost everything else to 100% the game except for that. All the other Valkyries, I just haven't beat her yet. You saved yourself. Now, granted, if you're a perfectionist, I'm very sorry. But I am. <laughs> you saved yourself anger. Rage. No, I haven't saved myself. I fought her. I just haven't beat her yet. <laughs> oh, dude. The anger. Dude, bro, you don't know true anger until you get that woman down to her last little bit of health. Because at some point, it comes down to timing and patterns. Because she can kill you in like two or three hits. Yeah, she can. You had. You just have and to so, literally dodge everything in that fight. I remember that. And I will, and like I said, it takes like twenty to thirty minutes to beat her. So if you're doing this perfectly for like twenty-five to twenty-six minutes, and she just combos you because you make one mistake, your controller's going through your TV. Uh, yeah, no, I've yeah. definitely been there. Uh, I wish we had you on our God of War episode, dude. Uh, uh, the the yeah. tangentially related, okay? It's it's Norse mythology, so it it, it yeah. it's related. Um, but and speaking of which. I think that this game also awesomely incorporates Norse mythology. Now, in God of War, the Aesir were all bad guys. Like, just because in God of War, all gods are dicks. I mean, that's basically the message. Um, in yep. this game, especially Thor. <laughs> in this game, when you um, when you're when you're Eivor and you're um, you're playing as as Havi, which is another name for Odin. I guess they're trying to be kind of subtle about it. But you're playing as you're playing as Odin whenever you're doing the Asgard and Jotunheim segments, and um, or it's some vision where she thinks she is. I don't. I haven't. I haven't really figured out exactly what's going on here. But um, and you're he. But in those segments, she might be channeling the spirit of Odin. I think so. Yeah. Uh, in Point. in those segments, um, the Ace here seem to be portrayed. Somewhat positively. Odin seems to be a good guy, actually, from what I can tell. Um, but again, we don't even know that this was real. Because we get the feeling that the Asgardians, you know, the Aesir and the Vanir and the other uh, Viking gods were Isu. That's obviously where, where they're gonna going with this. But uh, I feel like Aver's vision is more like a vision than it is the actual history of the Isu as they were back then. But Yep. No, that makes in- that makes total sense. So, dude, you've got me so hyped to continue finishing this game out. Like, I I feel really bad right now, and I'm sorry for those of you listening. I really don't know much about this game, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely spectacular. Play it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and the, the graphics are awesome uh i love the scenery uh playing through i I kind of part of me wishes that the game was set in norway completely because god norway is so beautiful but the england setting is also really cool it it is really 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 good Uh, and getting to kind of see these ancient uh roman architecture which was even to them at the time ancient you know and this takes place in time frame here 
I feel like it's like the twelve or thirteen hundreds. Is set in eight seventy three A.D. There you go. Oh, look at me go! I was nowhere near it. <laughs> eight seventy three A.D. Oh, I can't talk about this. Um, I really like how they've incorporated the use of rations in this game. Yeah. Um, I like. I love the b- ability to collect food. Now, I question for you: do, Is there an ability to like increase the amount of rations that you can carry? Because it seems rather low at the very beginning like you can almost carry no rations at all oh you haven't an, you haven't increased you haven't upgraded your ration you can upgrade your rations just like you can upgrade your quiver uh it's in the inventory screen and you up, you upgrade okay. it just like you do uh armor or weapons you use uh armor. gold and leather or sorry iron ore and leather i think to upgrade it and i think at higher levels you end up having to use more uh rare resources but um, I've only upgraded it a couple of times, and I, I'm I'm trying to upgrade it more because I feel like I need more rations too. I've already got two two sets of rations, so when the game starts out with just one one set of rations, so I, definitely uh, key advice is to upgrade your rations as early as you can. Uh, you don't really need to spend too much time upgrading your armor or your weapons, right? At least not right away, because you and, and only upgrade the ones that you really like use so that's another great thing about this game and something that was teased beforehand was that rather than having a billion and one weapons and going through them uh like an origins and odyssey this game the game world has far fewer weapons in the world and encourages you to invest in the weapons that you like and you want to use so for me i've been investing in varen's axe the entire game because it has a sentimental value to i avor um i've also ever since doing the asgard missions because odin uses a sphere Gungnir, I've been I've been also upgrading a spear. Uh, I've been investing more into the predator bow, but I also use the hunter bow in lots of situations too. There's different situations for above, so I've been kind of trying to uh, upgrade those equally. And I've pretty much been sticking with the raven gear because so far it's the gear that I like the best. If there's like a hidden ones branded gear, I'll probably use that and invest into that later on. But so far, I'm still using the raven armor. Okay. Well, obviously, I have a lot too. There's so much stuff in this game. I feel like they took a bunch from. Nope, no, Zach. Don't reference Zelda again. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I've... It's like I'm on. I just bought a Switch a couple of weeks ago, and I've been just on this Breath of the Wild high. Even though I played it religiously when it first came out, I've just and I relate every conversation and every game that I play to Breath of the Wild. I was like, well, how does this relate to this? Game that deserves it. it, it if there's a game that we're going to do like a second episode on, Breath of the Wild is like for sure a game that we'll revisit like for our 100th episode or something. I, I'm just either that or right before the sequel comes out. Yeah, I, I would honestly love to get back into it because on Collateral Cinema, we've always said like on our 100th episode or somewhere down the line, we'll do the room again for sure because it's like it's like our movie. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is the patron saint of Collateral Cinema, and we've even made references on Collateral Gaming. It's just it's just their thing. So Breath of the Wild is that game for us that I would definitely do again at some point because it's my favorite Zelda game, again, alongside Majora's Mask. So reference it all you want, bro. It is That game is worth uh, referencing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hi, Tommy. Oh, hi, Johnny. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye. Hi, doggy. Oh, hi, doggy. Dude, this is the, dude, he deserved an Oscar for that. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just genuinely. Leonardo DiCaprio needs to step out of the way because Tommy Wiseau is just Tommy Wiseau, breathtaking. <laughs> breathtaking. Absolutely, like the green screen, the special effects in that movie, oh, just unparalleled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Oh my god, especially the under. Oh god, yeah. Keep going. Take my train of thought and guide it on the right rail. Well, uh, well, we're we're, we're starting. Uh, we're coming up on on almost an hour here. So, what are your final thoughts on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Zach? For me, it's a game that I'm definitely going to try and do everything. Uh, like I said earlier, I I'm a perfectionist, and I absolutely love the way this game looks i love the way it feels i'm excited to continue to dive into it um even the logo on my playstation home screen is just fantastic it's like a teal blue and it's really pretty but it's a game that every time i load up uh i'm 24 now and when i play video games sometimes i'm ashamed to say that sometimes i lose excitement pretty early on but it's a game that every single time i load it up i'm excited to dive into it more and that's not a feeling that I have with a lot of games. Of course, Breath of the Wild, you know, Overwatch, and now Assassin's Creed. You know, it's just a blast. And it's it's one of those things where they took a series that and they've continued it, and a lot of people are starting to get tired of it, but they breathed life into it. Yes. And it's it's good. It's a really, really solid game. And if you haven't played it and you like Assassin's Creed, I 10 out of 10 recommend this game. It's it's an experience, and you will enjoy it. Eivor is awesome. The combat is fluid. The like Norway is one of the most beautiful intro settings of any video game just because it's, it's so vast and open and it's gorgeous. I 100% recommend this game. What about you? Uh, if Assassin's Creed Origins was a breath of fresh air for the series, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is somewhere between that continued breath of fresh air and a return to form. It's like if you took that yeah. breath of fresh air and you made it as good as Assassin's Creed 2. Um, or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it that way. This game is as good as those games, in, in my opinion, um, as far as just, like, quality goes. Uh, open world is absolutely massive. Everything in the game is interesting and fun to do. You can play the game however you want to play it. Uh, and, in fact, if, if you want to really experience this game, you should do a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? I, I said before that I mostly focused on stealth, but I found myself going Viking or going a Viking, you know, all the time because there was there was a nice uh, combination of both. And so this game is definitely, definitely a fantastic direction for the series. And and, and this is where they should strive to continue going. Um, I would appreciate probably if the games were maybe just a little bit more assassinier, but it's a mild inconvenience, you know, that's a mild, mild uh, take from me. They've been, they've been doing that for a long time. And so this new, this new direction is very, very much welcomed. Yeah. And so, but I can agree with that. Like assassin, assassin segments, like where you, segments, segments where you can just take people out in complete silence and kind of add to that historical element of things happening behind the public eye. It, it's really cool. But, Go balls to the wall and pillage. Go crazy. Pillage and plunder <laughs> and and um oh another thing we didn't even talk about was the various mysteries throughout the game. Just these short little side quests. Nice. Um and I and I do appreciate the way that this game uh, treated side quests. Instead of stacking up all these quests at the same time, instead you just had kind of these random encounters in the world. Um, where you just met odd people who did odd things and, and that was really nice. It's an awesome way of storytelling that um you know, it's kind of like, how how deep do you want to go into it? So I really appreciated that. Anything else to add? Uh, no, I think you pretty much hit all the nails on the head with this very giant hammer. <laughs> Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Mule is far. 
<laughs> oh my Bad god. Jokes. Um, so <laughs> next time we mentioned it earlier in this episode, Ghost of Tsushima. Interesting game. Interesting to play these two games kind of at the same time, simultaneously alternating between both, because they're very similar. And Ghost of Tsushima is a game that I think very much deserved Game of Year every bit as much as uh, Last of Us Part Two did, and I would have been happy had either game won it. So I'm really excited to get into that. We're going to be talking about it uh, this month. Um, it, that what that's what was technically supposed to be our first uh, episode of the new year. So, um, but here we go. We appreciate being here in 2021. We're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. And then after that, Zach's pick. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to reveal that it's coming up in February? The second you said that, my brain closed off. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Apex Legends. <laughs> and honestly, my friend that's right behind me laying on the bed, he is one of the best Apex players I've ever seen in my life. And... I might get him to talk about it with us. Okay. Because he's, he's in, he was a diamond level player. And, like, that's crazy to me. So I hope we can get Dakota in, too, because uh, he, lo- he he loves Apex. He's, play- he's playing more Rainbow Six Siege lately, but uh, that was his game for a while. So uh, I'm excited because I've only played a little bit of it. And we haven't done, like, really just like a like a multiplayer game yet so far in collateral gaming we've done mostly story driven you know like narrative games so it'll be really interesting to talk about something else uh excuse me we talked about metroid prime 2 multiplayer (laughs) (laughs) barely we missed it in our metroid prime uh trilogy review didn't we (laughs) yeah Uh, i think we like brushed Brushed it it. but we didn't really talk about anything involving it we said it was aight, and then we moved on. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to talk about those two games coming into 2021 with positive vibes, guys. It's it's going to be good stuff, okay? Uh, 2020 is over. This year is whatever you want to make it, okay? And we're going we're gonna to come along uh, on good vibes and playing great games. Because 2020 may have been a shit year, but it was a great year for video games. And we're still kind of yes, riding that sir. wave. So... <laughs> Hey, man, if it's a great year for video games, a meteor could crash, killing everybody. I'm just kidding. That'd be terrible. There would be no one to buy the games. But, and that's the only reason why. <laughs> but I'm awful. Hey, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us good feedback on whatever your platform of choice is. You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Pandora, Chill Lover Radio, wherever you're listening to it right now. And if there's somewhere where we're not, let us know. If you want to collab with us in the future, please reach out to me or Zach or reach out to the Collateral Gaming page. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, sir. Stay active with the social medias. And uh, yeah. so give us a follow. We've also got a group I just created uh, not too long ago, Collateral Media Podcasts. And so that's a group where we can come together and talk about all things collateral cinema and collateral gaming. And I'm trying to kind of rev up that group a little bit. So um, I want to get put more interest into that. So speaking of collateral cinema, uh, we did our holiday special on uh, we did it with victims and villains. And we talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, And then afterwards, we uh, guested on victims and villains podcast and talked about. 
Fat Man starring Mel Gibson. So it was kind of a two-part holiday cross-cast. Go check that out. Uh, Victims and Villains is an awesome podcast. We've collabed with them before on Collateral Gaming. We had the opportunity to talk about Majora's Mask last season with them. And that was awesome. So go check that out. Go check out their show. Um, they're an awesome show that marries pop culture and suicide prevention together. And they've got a lot of resources for mental health and suicide prevention, which is very, very important coming into the new year, I think, to um, you know, keep your mental health intact. Collateral Cinema coming up, we're going to be talking about david lynch's mulholland drive really so that'll that'll be interesting i haven't really gotten into a lot of the lynch and lynchian stuff but Bo and robert talk about it a lot um i mean i've seen dune so <laughs> and they did a racer head before on the podcast before i joined on to collateral cinema so i guess i'll have to catch up on that and watch that as well to kind of have a little bit more of that context but okay um but yeah that's it guys stay tuned for ghost of tsushima next month on collateral gaming go check out our uh patreon stuff we've got uh on patreon we've got uh like one dollar five dollar ten dollar tiers if you choose any of those you, you get access to our full length uh you know let's play commentaries so it's uh, our let's play video game commentaries where which we've done one that's for free on fable three uh, and then we also did one on Breath of the Wild, which is ongoing. Most of it's out. We've gotten as far as Vodaboris, but I'm still playing through the game. We've got one on Zelda CDI, and we've got some uh, more uh, patron exclusives coming up. And we're also working on getting some video podcasts out. Every episode, we're actually recording on video as well through Skype. Um, I just haven't been releasing those yet, but at some point, I'll compile it all together and, you know, get get, get my shit together. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, we got a lot of stuff that we got coming, and it's exciting because it's going to be a roller coaster of a year. Looking forward to 2021 being better than 2020, even though it started with a raid on the Capitol, but that's fine. That's fine. Honestly, I think the, the Trumpists had to get that out of their system. Um, the Trumpets. The Trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that being said, I'm actually Chancellor. I'm Zachary Gio. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out, motherfuckers. For real this time.
Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor. <laughs>